A lot of you may have heard of Ethelred the Unready from Vinland Saga or Vikings Valhalla. In this video, I will be presenting the true account of King Ethelred and why he has been regarded as one of England's worst kings. He would rule over an unstable England at the height of the Viking Age and would be the cause of vast amounts of bloodshed. Treachery, war and death surrounded Ethelred from when he was a child to his final days on the throne. This is his story. Ethelred was born in the year 966. His father was King Edgar of England, who belonged to a proud line of kings, descending from Alfred the Great, from the House of Wessex. England had suffered from Viking invasions for over a century when Edgar came into power, but there were none during his reign, earning him the epithet, the Peaceful. Ethelred also had a half-older brother called Edward, but he was not acknowledged as his father's heir. Edgar would die in the year 975, when Ethelred was still a child. The leadership of England was to be contested. While some supported Edward's claim to be king, others supported Ethelred's. The great nobles of the kingdom Elderman Ifhir of Mercia and Ethelwine of East Anglia would quarrel over the succession crisis and civil war almost broke out in the country. However, in the end, Edward was chosen as king. Not much is known about his reign, due to the fact that as few as three charters have been traced regarding his kinship, leaving his life in complete obscurity. In contrast to us not knowing anything about Edward's life, his death is legendary and famous. This is how the young king died. A 16-year-old Edward would arrive at Corfe Castle to visit his brother Ethelred and his stepmother, Elfthrith, who welcomed him with a cup of wine. As Edward drank, he was stabbed in the back by one of Elfthrith's party. Edward would die and would later be known to history as Edward the Martyr. Ethelred was ten or so at the time, so he was not implicated in the murder. Within a year of Edward's death, Ethelred was confirmed as King of the English and was crowned in Kingston on the 14th of April in the year 978. Due to his youth, Elfrith served as regent for her son until his coming of age in around the year 984. It is said that Ethelred was a good-looking and graceful man. His historical name, the Unready, does not imply that he lacked energy or resource, but rather because he was unwise and failed to retain the allegiance of his subjects. For throughout his reign, he constantly displayed considerable vigour, but he was also generally misdirected. He was impulsive, passionate, and cruel. During the first years of Ethelred's reign, there was no change in the government of Elderman. However, after the death of Elfhir of Mercia in the year 983, he was succeeded by his son Elthric, a royal council had him exiled on account of treason. The nature of the allegation is unknown. Henry of Huntington describes his banishment as cruel, so perhaps a young King Ethelred acted on impulse. In the 980s, Ethelred would marry Elthgifu of York. They had many children together, including Edmund Ironside. In the year 984, Ethelred abandoned his early councillors, and this may have led to many bad decisions. One of the king's favourites was named Ethelsine, 
and he was described in the chronicles as worthless, but he would exercise considerable influence over the young king, which led him to commit and sanction many acts of oppression. By his advice, Ethelred laid claim to an estate belonging to the bishopric of Rochester, and violence would ensue. This resulted in Ethelred laying siege to Rochester, but he was unable to take it. England had experienced a period of peace after the reconquest of the Danelaw in the mid-10th century by King Edgar. Everything would soon change though. In the 980s, small companies of Danish Vikings carried out a series of raids on the English coastline. Hampshire, Thanet and Cheshire were attacked, then later Devon and Cornwall. A more formidable invasion would take place in the year 991 by a Norwegian force under King Olaf Tryggvason, in which he plundered Ipswich, and the elderman Brithnoff was defeated and slain at the Battle of Malden. The West Saxon elderman would buy peace from the Northmen, and promised to pay them £10,000 of silver. The treaty was accepted by the King and the Witten. During the years of 984 and 993, Ethelred was at the mercy of his treacherous thanes, who would launch revolts. Olaf would return in the year 994, attacking London. Ethelred paid more silver known as Danegeld, but this time forced Olaf to accept Christianity, much like his ancestor Alfred the Great had done with the Viking Guthrum. He made Olaf promise never to attack England. Surprisingly enough, Olaf kept his promise, using the Danegeld to rebuild his fleet and make his way to take the Norwegian crown. In the year 996, Elfric of Hampshire would turn traitor, which resulted in Ethelred having his son blinded. Elfric would later return to England to rebel, which reflects how Ethelred often faced desertion from his nobles. At the turn of the millennia in the 1000s, there was a great instability in the kingdom. The king's council was a shadow of its former self, and there were unrelenting Viking attacks on the country. By the year 1001, Ethelred's wife and mother had both died. In the hope of stopping the Vikings from using Normandy as Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. The base of attack. Ethelred married Emma of Normandy. Ethelred had two sons by Emma, Edward and Alfred. In the year 1002, King Ethelred would make his worst decision as king, in order to rid himself of his foes, he thought the best way would be to massacre thousands of innocent people. The stress and paranoia had gotten to him, and King Ethelred would plan a mass killing of all the Danes in England in response to a perceived threat on his life. Historians believe that there was a significant loss of life. There are also historical records that state that Gunhild, the sister of Swain Forkbeard, the King of Denmark, was a victim in the massacre along with her husband, Palig, the Danish elderman of Devonshire. Ethelred's character would suffer due to this incident, and King Swain of Denmark now had an excuse to attack England. 
which at this point was a weakened nation. The Viking attacks on the coastline of England and the constant Danegeld payments to the Vikings had taken its toll on the kingdom. In the years 1003 and 1004, Swain would campaign in Wessex and East Anglia, but famine forced him to withdraw to Denmark in the year 1005. He launched further raids in the following years, but it was the assault of Thorkel the Tool and the Joms Vikings in 1009 that destabilised England considerably. Thorkel and his forces would cause complete devastation in southern England, receiving £3,000 of silver by the people of Kent to stop them from attacking. They instead turned towards London and tried taking the city several times but were repelled. They eventually abandoned their attack and marched south to Canterbury and began to besiege the city. The Yom's Vikings would take Canterbury and eventually murdered the Archbishop Elfhair. They also ceased their attacks on southern England, but only after a vast series of Danegeld payments were made, culminating to around £48,000 of silver. Thorkell eventually offered his services to King Ethelred after extorting the country, but the stability of England was in disarray. The kingdom's coffers were empty, the countryside was burning, and the threat of Swain's Viking invasions loomed over the horizon. The Chronicle of John of Wallingford records that in 1013, Swain personally led his forces in a full-scale invasion of England. The medieval Peterborough Chronicle reports, Before the month of August, King Swain came with his fleet to Sandwich. Earl Uhtred and all of Northumbria quickly bowed to him, as did the people of the Kingdom of Lindsay, then the people of the five boroughs. He then went to Oxford, where the town dwellers also bowed to him. From there, they went to Winchester, and the people did the same. He then went eastward, to London. The Londoners would put up a strong resistance, with Thorkel the Tall put in charge of his defences. Swain then went west to Bath, where the western thanes also submitted to him. The Londoners soon realised that all hope was lost, as the whole country had sided with Swain. Fearing his revenge if they resisted any longer, they followed suit. King Ethelred then sent his sons Edward and Alfred to Normandy, and himself spent Christmas on the Isle of Wight. He then followed them into exile, now being the king of nothing. Swain began to organise his vast new kingdom, but he died on the 3rd of February in 1014, having only ruled England for five weeks. The Witten recalled Ethelred from his exile, but he was required to declare his loyalty to the English noblemen, and in return, they would forgive all his offences in his previous reign. This reflects that many Eldermen simply submitted to Swain because of their distrust in Ethelred. Swain's son Canute remained in England, and the Northmen had proclaimed him as king after the death of his late father. Ethelred then launched an expedition against Canute and his allies. According to Snorley Sturluson, an Icelandic historian, Olaf Haraldsson helped him launch a successful attack on London Bridge with a fleet of ships. He then went on to help Ethelred retake London and other parts of the country. In 1015, Sigfirth and Morcar came to an assembly at Oxford, probably hoping for a royal pardon as they had submitted to Swain when he invaded the year before. 
instead of being pardoned, they were murdered by Edric Striona. King Ethelred then ordered Sigfirth's widow Ealdgith be seized and taken to a nunnery, but his son Edmund Ironside seized and married her in defiance of his father. This was done to consolidate his own power in the East Midlands. Edmund then received the submission of the people of the five boroughs. In 1016, Connacht came back to England and landed to a complex situation unfolding. Edmund had revolted against his own father and had established himself in the Danelaw. The people of the five boroughs were prepared to support Edmund in any uprising. Over the next few months, Canute would conquer some of England, while Edmund rejoined Ethelred to defend London. Ethelred would die on the 23rd of April 1016, aged around 50. The subsequent war after his death led to the demise of his son Edmund Ironside, and Canute became the King of England. His son by Emma of Normandy, Edward the Confessor, would later ascend to the throne, but he died without an heir, ending the line of kings of the House of Wessex, as William the Conqueror would famously take the throne in the Battle of Hastings in 1066. What do you think of King Ethelred the Unready? Do you think he was one of England's worst kings? Let me know your thoughts in the comment sections down below. If you enjoyed the video, make sure to like, subscribe and share, and I'll see you all soon for another history profile.